No more mumbling. Can we not mumble for the rest of this year? The rest of this no quarter? more mumbling this year. That's the loudest and clearest I've ever heard, heard you speak. I'm enunciating and I'll sound weird and angry because I have a, a flat voice, a low voice. The rain in plain falls mainly on the Spains. And that's Wait, the rain in plain. The rain the, in Spain the, the falls rain, mainly on the plains. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plains. He thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees the ghosts. Say he, it. He thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he finds Enunciate. the ghosts. Don't mumble. Don't talk under me. Talk over me. Yell if you have to. We have a guest today, but I'll get into that more. This man knows how to... He talks to you, and then he looks at you, and, 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 and he, t- he tells you something that is very funny to him, and then he'll look off into the distance, and his eyes will twinkle. And I noticed this thing about him. His name's Jacob. He's got quite a story. Uh, he's a friend of ours, a friend of the brand, and uh, you know, just an all-around kind of knock-around type of guy. I don't know. <laughs> Alex, thanks for having me. <laughs> Listen, uh, I should probably get Omar to make an appearance because I should grab Omar and and and, and Omar's, um, I guess, finally, maybe, actually, for the first time, might be. You know, this might be this might be the end. Let's not let's not show the diaper. That's the worst part of this whole situation. Come here, Mama. All right, Omar. Omar's. Um, I've 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 taken counsel with friends and uh, dear friends, and they've let me know that it might be time. I mean, I might be holding on too much to someone that might not be having the most fun on this planet. So, you know. Maybe next, maybe by the time the next pod is shot, there will be one less shih tzu soul on this on this plane. And it's a heavy day, and I'm, I know I'm I know I'm I know I'm speaking of it very. Um, I know I'm being very kind of blasé about it, but uh, internally I'm boiling and I'm frustrated. Uh, I've had a wild day. You know, you ever have a day, Jacob, where today there was a couple moments where I literally was going to tear my laptop in half, chuck it across the room like a Frisbee, pick up the table, that it's a pretty light table, pick up this table and just just cram it through that unbreakable window right there. I you ever that, have one of those days? I bet that window's breakable. It might be. <laughs> it doesn't look very breakable, but it's probably it, it will probably... Actually, no, these windows are breakable. Somebody chucked a rock through one of them uh, a few, a few uh, half a year back, so from what I hear. But you ever have one of those days? The, the answer to your question, Alex, is yes. Um, but you're very composed. Yeah. And I would gather that you might have gained some of your composure on your, what some may call a vacation. Oh, my, my time at school? Your time in school. I your, mean, truth, yeah. truth be told, I think a lot of it happened before. Yeah. Um, you know, something that I learned at a pretty young age is it's not what happens, it's how you deal with it. And also that... You know, anything that occurs to us is hopefully a learning experience. Mm. That being said, and what you're talking about with Omar, and you, you definitely are speaking of it lightly, but I, I know that this is not a light situation. Yeah. Um, tough things build character. And for what we've all been through in our different forms, you know, mo- most things that are upsetting during the day are, are not big deals in the scheme of it. It's just uh, keeping that in mind and having that perspective. Yeah. But yeah, I get frustrated every day. Yeah. Well, how, let me ask you this. How did you know? And, and now, that I, now that I realize we, we, we have a missed opportunity, we should have studio visited Jacob to see his operation. Maybe there's a part two to this. 
again, ADD on fucking tilt. But how did you know at an early age that, how did you put it, that whatever the, whatever, whatever, however you said it, basically things happen that are out of your control and you can't do anything about it. And B, like, how did you know that? It took me so long to figure that out and to acknowledge that, that shit happens and you have to move through it with grace because you have no control over it. I mean, let's go down the rabbit hole and then you edit this as you see fit. Sure. And then tap me if there's anything you want me to expound on. Okay. Um, my parents split up when I was three. Sure. I was raised by my mother, okay. uh, single mother, cleaned houses for a living, very lower middle class, which is probably why being financially stable has always been a priority for me. Yeah. Um, she, oh, excuse me. She passed away uh, or commit suicide when I was 13. And I found her. Nothing after that's a big deal. Um, street shit, prison shit, clothing shit. I mean, <laughs> clothing like, shit. like yeah. none of it's, you know, going to rock my foundation. Yeah. And what I was getting at earlier, and I, I know that you've had your trials and tribulations in life. Um, when you go through something, it really puts everything else in perspective. And it either breaks you or it makes you invincible. Yes. So whatever headaches we have daily and like, you know, I can speak for both you and I, we're blessed. Like we're doing stuff that we're interested in. Yes. We're doing stuff that, you know, we can grow 5X the next two, three years. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of people in that position and that's very real. So being appreciative of that and also like being conscious of it. Um, So the headaches that we have and the frustrations we have, I mean, these are first world problems. And like, that's always what I keep in the back of my head. But I, I, I can assure you, I feel, uh, I feel joy and I feel frustration. And those are probably like the two emotions I feel most regularly. And I just try to be aware of the first one and be appreciative for it. Yeah. You know, historically, when historically I do well in the face of adversity and when I'm really, when I truly am backed against the wall, I start performing in a way that's, Unfortunately, I hate to say this, maybe better than I perform otherwise. I don't think that that's a great thing. I don't think I, I don't think that's a great quality, but it's it's a it's a survival mechanism, I think. And uh, you know, because I don't want to believe that I, in order for me to fucking excel, I have to have the house has got to be on fire. You know what I mean? But when the house is on fire, I do know what to grab first and how to get out, and you know what what wall to run through. You know, right, Jason? You you don't, like, you're don't a big fucking mumble. Guy. The big backdraft backdraft back, guy backdraft you like that movie back is that the firefighter Russell? Movie? yeah, yeah Russell. i've been on the experience at universal studios but i've never seen the flick well come on it's like it's like uh, the chicken and egg what the fuck let's go see fuck. the movie that's a struggle friend. of my generation most pop culture that we know about comes from family guy references all right it's crazy but how old are you i'm 30 doesn't take much it's great it is interesting that um how much how much of people's kind of uh, inner library is built off of fucking family guy after a certain year. I saw something about a, I saw something, I saw a meme about, or something on Instagram, of course, about someone coming out to their father and their father being like, well, it happened on family guy. So it's okay. That was their fucking barometer was that they saw it on family guy and that that's okay for your son to be gay, which is wild because I mean, God bless, uh, what's his face? What the fuck's that guy's name that did the, the fake Mac- Star Trek? Oh, uh, sorry, I'm thinking of the guy from Simpsons. No, 
Was it, you know the guy's name? The creator of Family Guy? Yeah. Brian the dog? No, not Brian the dog. Well, he does the voice of Brian the dog. Right. He has a yeah. You know what I'm talking about. He did the he did yeah. the fake Star Trek show where he's in it. Yeah. I yeah. think he just I think the whole time he just loves Star Trek and he's like, I'm gonna make my own You ever see he made a show that's like supposed to be a comedy, but it's not that funny, and it's just basically Star Trek. And it's, it had did a few seasons, and he just remade Star Trek, I think, just so he could be on the set of fake Star Trek. Seth MacFarlane, they Seth call McFarlane. him. Yes. All right. No offense to you, Mr. MacFarlane, but it, but but uh, I, I don't think that's even offensive. I think he would probably say that. Did you watch? You ever watch that show? It's called fucking something or other planet. My dad's become a big Family Guy fan and also a big fan of that show. So I've watched it with him at times. And it definitely seems like more of a drama than a comedy, the way it's gone. It's not funny. Very good special effects and everything. There's funny it's premises, like but it's not funny yeah. at all. And it's just him in that really tight Star Trek outfit doing Star Trek shit. So it's like it's like probably his version of going to, you know, the the, the you know, like kid, people go to Star Wars to go to the fucking the Marvel campus, but he's like, you know what? I'm going to live it every day for like six weeks and do a season of, uh, of fake Star Trek. It's his opus. And yeah, people go to, to Star Wars to go to the Marvel campus. You know what I'm saying? Did yeah, that, did we, that we, not sound right? We all know what you're saying. They go to Disneyland to go to the Marvel campus to go to the fucking Star Wars bar and have a green drink. Yeah. Right. You ever fuck with the, you know, those Disney people, you know Dude, about these people? I haven't been to Disneyland in a long, but time. do you know about, do you know that there's people like, think about this. America, we have we have marketed so fucking hard. We have overmarketed to people so hard. To now, there's people whose entire identity is built around a company that sells merch, and they wear the merch, and they go to the park, and they do it daily, and they spend thousands of dollars to cover themselves in Disney merch, and then go to Disneyland. It's like it's like covering yourselves in like Coca Cola shit and going to the Coca Cola factory and drinking Coca Cola. Like full devotees. To like like they're they're that's it they're fucking in and that's their life is like they're Disney people. Have you seen these uh, people? All I heard was merch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, that's I. All I heard was five X when you said that a few a few minutes ago. I was like five X. That sounds great. Five X in the cards. Can you imagine a five X, Jason? If imagine if PTA five X. That would be crazy. You, my friend, would be in a whole new fucking demographic, a whole new tax bracket. You'd have new shoes. You'd have new shoes. You wouldn't be fucking mumbling, I'll tell you that. You would, <laughs> you would never be mumbling. I don't know if that'll change. Your girlfriend would be mumbling. She does mumble as well, I Oh, think. you're a house of mumblers. I, I don't make things better. I think we mutually influence each other. I think we other. drop a couple of zeros in your bank account and everyone stops mumbling. Okay. All right. Funny Sounds good. Works. Sounds like a deal. Funny how that works. Yeah. Confidence thing, you think, eh? No, I just think that you're like- Canadian? No, oh, okay. I picked up a little from Maddie though. I'm Lord. a sponge. I do think that I think that it would just. I think I think in a new tax bracket, your speech changes. You don't even know it. You don't notice it. You just stop mumbling. You know why? Because you have to go to the fucking wherever the fuck he's going tonight to eat dinner, and you have to order in a very clear voice, or else you're going to be a fucking lame. You know what I mean? He's going to where are you going tonight? You coming? I don't think I can make it. What time okay. are you going? Eight thirty. Yeah, I have to go to my. I have to go to a meeting of fellow. Um, I have to go to, I mean, I can, I can out myself. I have to, everyone knows I'm sober. I have to go to a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. I need it badly. Uh, if I don't go, I'm probably going to feel crazier than I feel now. And back to like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to rip my laptop in half. You're not going to rip your laptop in half. You, I can. Yeah. I could I, do no, it. No, I believe that. I can, I know I could actually do it. I think there's enough tension. And I think if I grab the right corners, I could just. Do you have the insurance? Uh, it's probably insured, but it would, it would be a real pain in the ass if I did that. I, I would not, I, I try not to do that. I've only had one episode where I've destroyed something of mine that was in my twenties 
And uh, I haven't since. I, maybe I punched a wall or two in, in frustration. But because um, afterwards you don't feel good. You don't feel good after. No, it's not. There's no relief. No. That's why. That's why I go to the gym and train and do jujitsu because I, you know it is really you know it was really like today. Today I got choked so bad. My my coach rolled with me because I've been coming. I come in late a lot, so he likes to. He goes, "Oh, you're gonna roll with me today," and he rolls with me and he, and uh, and I keep coming in late. I must like it. And he fucking he he goes, "I'm gonna." He goes, "I'm gonna choke you." And while I choke you, I'm gonna go shh. <laughs> and I was like, "You, I, you are gonna do that. You're, you're high level black belt." And he got my back, and he started choking me. And I, and and there's something about, like, and I was looking at the timer, and I just put my hand up, and I was like counting. I was like, "I'm gonna hang in." I go look, and I hung in, and he didn't. I didn't tap, but the lights started going out, and I started, I started going into fucking, you know, off to 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 Mimi's. And uh, and when he let me go, I just started, it, I felt so good. I, I started laughing. I just felt like alive because you know because you're obviously I'm, he's not going to kill me, but your brain doesn't know that. Your brain's like, oh, we're going to die. So it's fun when you when you might go. In that, in only in that context, not it's not fun when you're like getting shot at or beat up, but like in this context where it's safe, it's kind of fun. And, and you didn't tap. I didn't tap. Yeah. Can I derail, then circle back, then segue? Sure, do whatever you got to do, as uh, long as you don't mumble. Okay, we were just talking about Disney, and I was actually just having a conversation with someone on Instagram about Star Wars and George Lucas, because as you were saying, for a lot of people, Star Wars is like, and Disney have rep- replaced their religion to some extent. It's like what they believe in and what they identify with thinking about star Wars. If you go to like George Lucas's original intent, he was actually trying to create a modern day mythology there. So I think in that respect, he's one of the most successful creatives of all time because he intended on creating something that's like a mythology that stands in for religion or folk tales for people. And a huge percentage of the population has actually replaced the Bible and stuff with Star Wars, essentially. Not not really. Okay, do you understand Bible references better, or do you understand Star Wars story references? I think they're both pretty ubiquitous. Okay. I think think, think there's a lot of people. I think the Bible's still way bigger than Star Wars. Well, look, I think he was a a very successful creative by that metric. And then, Jacob, I'd like to ask you, uh, (laughs) what makes you a successful creative? What do you do for a living? And uh, who are you? Why are you here? That was was quite a segue. Jason, what the fuck are you doing? Jason. Jason, 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 he, Jason. He got Jason. right to it. I, I, what you, what you didn't like the way I was. You, I, you got to take it easy, man. You didn't like, you didn't like the way I was conducting my interview, and you hijacked it, and then you went straight to the. I was getting there. I just think context is good for people. You know, we're twenty three minutes in. He's, this man is short on time. Who puts, this guy, you're gonna edit the fuck out of this, dude. Wow. Are we twenty three minutes including all the fake starts that we had, or is it twenty three minutes? Yeah, Without including that. the fake starts, but that's probably three So it's minutes. like 13 minutes. We did 10 minutes of bullshit. It's like 20 minutes. Jacob, listen. You, you guys just tell me. I'll tell I'll, 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 I'll ease it in here. He, he, I'm happy to be here. We know. We know you're happy. He's doing thanks that. For, that's thanks your, for that's your me. look. That's a look I was talking about. He goes like this. He goes. He, looks, I, he, he, gets a little, he gets a little smile on his face. He looks off in a corner, and he's thinking something other than what he's saying. It's he's, re- really nice to be here with you guys. I don't, see, I don't even know what that means. Um. Yeah, fucking fuck Star Wars, fuck Jar Jar Binks, uh, fuck it all is really what I have to say. I don't love Star Wars personally. I'm not a, I'm not a devotee. It's cool, but like I don't understand. People are fucking, you know, 
I mean, I think Disney's probably. Uh, who cares? What who gives a shit? Listen, I'm, I'm just saying credit where it's due to George. Yeah. Okay. Great. Credit to George. Credit to George Harrison for for creating the uh, the star the Star Lords. Right. Okay. So look, we have Jacob Dytel here, and uh, we're here to tell. Jacob Dytel is a very interesting story. First off, uh, he's at the helm of a company, and uh, what's the name of your company? U.S. Standard Apparel. U.S. Standard Apparel, and what they do is they create manufacture blanks, but. From what I know, it's, I mean, you don't, it's pretty vertical. Am I wrong? You're looming in, in-house. So we're vertically integrated. We knit our own fabric. We cut and sew. We print and we ship all here in Los Angeles. I guess if, guess if you were going to be 1 million percent vertical, you'd, you'd have your own cotton fields. We would have our own cotton fields. We have our, our own dye house, but, you know, we're, we're doing our best. You might get there one day. Maybe. I wouldn't be shocked. Jason, uh, Jacob's deal from, from what I know of him, and I think that what he's after, and stop me if I'm wrong, but I think what he's after is, is a complete and total domination of his market. And in, 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 but, but from what I can tell also, his method, and correct me if I'm wrong again, his method of domination is actually he's taking the route of of quality and interest as opposed to just like mass. You know, there's two separate ways you can go on your way to crushing everything. And one is to make a really good product and take, take a deep interest in what you're doing and the people around you. And the other is to just like run as fast as you can and have the biggest margins. And I feel like you're taking the other road, which is actually, um, it's a more noble route, I would say. Uh, and it's, it's a lot more interesting than just kind of like, you know, like, like like it or not, you're a Garmento, you know? And like it or not, like once you become a Garmento, you will never, ever get out. So there's nothing I'd rather be doing. Okay. I look <laughs> forward to this every day. Yeah. You use the word margin. Uh, I got to work on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, to, to really specify here, I'd like to build the best version of what American apparel was at its height. Anything made in America, we should be making. Um and doing the best way possible and also affecting, I mean, the world around us might be lofty, but like affecting the world around us in the best way possible, employing, you know, hundreds of people at this point, it will be thousands of people making the opposite of fast fashion. I mean, most clothing that I'm wearing, like I've you know, washed hundreds of times, and like I wear the same things for weeks and then swap it out, like making things that people will have in 10 years here in Los Angeles. But yeah, margin, I got to work on that. Yeah. It's on my list. Margins are a motherfucker. I back that. And also people people complain when they don't get their stuff at the price that they're used to, but the price that they're used to comes with the price tag of fucking dog shit goods being made in some place where you know everything's being leveraged to get you a cheap garment, etc. and like and it's at the cost of a lot of something's got to give. You know, when you when you buy a when you go on Shine and you buy a a tube dress for $6, Someone died to make that dress, probably a baby, probably a couple dogs. And, uh, you know, that's just how the world works. Like you got to you got to put all the stuff in the sausage maker if you want that cheap sausage. And, and it's going to get does that make sense? Sausage maker, the grinder, who gives a shit? Either way, fast fashion's fucked. Uh, slow fashion's where it's at. Pay a couple of extra dollars and keep that shirt forever is what I say. Right, Jason? 
Please agree with me. Yeah, no, I think ethical business practices are good. <laughs> it's hard, hard to argue with that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm this a hard guy to argue with. You but, are very but, here, but here's the other thing. And this is something that's changing right in front of us. Um, I mean, the biggest units in America are music merch. Like clothing brands, yourselves included, and a lot of the other larger brands. Like if Taylor Swift goes on tour, it, it pales in comparison. And historically, that's all about price point. And it's like, you know, why is this T-shirt a piece of shit and being sold for $45 or $60? It's because all the different people in between that are having, having to make a margin on it. So now the conversation begets, how do we make that here? How do we do that competitively? A big part of what I slash we are doing, how do we scale? How do we get closer to imports? How do we make a product here that's not dramatically more expensive? Because you as a brand owner, if you're buying a T-shirt for X... And you say, hey, I'd rather have a garment diet. I'd rather have it domestic. I'd rather have a nicer product. And it's a dollar more. You can probably live with that. If it's $4 more, turns out you don't really care. True. So part of us is, you know, where do we meet in the middle? Where do we grow? Where do we increase efficiencies? And like, again, affect the world around us in the best way possible. Now, we got to get into some backstory because I'm sure a lot of what you said, a lot of you just tuned out because it doesn't mean shit to you. It's industry jargon. This is something that you hear uh, behind the scenes, behind the behind the scenes when you're trying to get the things made that we're presenting to you. But Jacob also has a very interesting story because he spent uh, a good chunk of time uh, in prison, right? 10 years, roughly? Uh, 100 months. 100 months. What is that? What is that now? Is nine eight, something? No, no, eight and a half. Eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. Eight and a half years with, uh, with no, no Erwan smoothies, um, Fuck, dude! You really cut to the core. <laughs> no air one smoothies. Eight and a half years. No Postmates. Uh, no macrobiotic fish bowls delivered to your house. Probably didn't meet a lot of women in eight and a half years in prison. I'm guessing I uh, didn't have any of the creature comforts, i.e., you know, a dog on his lap. Do you have cable in there? Do you have cable TV? I had cable. He had cable. Do you have video games in there? Nah. No. But I don't play video games. You don't play video games. <laughs> but he did play a lot of cards. In uh, in jail, I did learn to play poker. You learned to play poker, and that's something that you still do now. And and I think that you you had a lot of time to perfect your game in there. No, you know I got a lot better hitting the streets. Um, and a quick interjection to what you just said. So I got arrested in two thousand eight. Yeah. By the Impact Task Force, which if you guys have ever seen Training Day, it's them. So they're all wearing C's Rolex watches. They all look like bikers and have tattoos. And they all like take things under the table and keep them. But it's, it was DEA, Homeland Security, uh, sheriffs, like an, a particular task force. I was a fugitive for a couple of years before I got arrested. I say all that to say, some of you are new to Irwan. I'm not. <laughs> Been doing that shit since about 02. <laughs> And when I got arrested, I had some really particular like nuts that I used to like at Irwan. They're yeah. like, you know, $20 a pack, whatever the dumb shit it is. Yeah. And I remember the marshals arresting me and saying, hey, you want to eat, you want to eat some of these nuts? They don't have these where you're going, Dytel. I was like, <laughs> and I said, no, nah, no, nah, you keep those. And uh, <laughs> you didn't give them the satisfaction on nah. You wouldn't have one last handful of nuts. Nah, rub it on your chest. <laughs> but uh, we come full circle. Yeah. And you know. I'm back. Irwan's bigger and better than ever. Yeah. And uh, I try to take my weekend meetings there because it's my happy place. 
You love Erwan. And also you're doing uh, some sort of, are you connected to them somehow? I mean, can I say that you put, can I say that you put me in a, he, I, can I say that? Who gives a shit? Whatever you want, dude. He, he basically goes, Jason's, uh, Jason, uh, Jacob's like, hey, um, Becky G just did an Erwan smoothie. Does Born and Raised want to make a smoothie with Erwan? And, and I said, my first thing I said was, hell yeah, because I'm always in that bitch. Yeah, I'm always talking about it. Then I said, wait a minute. We can't make a fucking air one smoothie. That's crazy. Our customer's going to be like, our customer's going to light us the fuck up. And then Jacob's like, well, what if you gave all the proceeds to charity? And I was like, okay, let's go. So I was going to let's make an air one smoothie. Let's get the people that will pay $26 for a smoothie to pay, pay us the money. Then we take that money, we give it to someone else. You know, it's like the Robin Hood of, uh, of uh, frozen mango. And, uh, and so I get a, J- Jacob alley me to a call with the owner, the whole, f- the big fucking capo de tutti capo of fucking Air One, Vito. And I get on a call with him and, I, and, I, and I'm waiting for this fall. And I'm like, I'm excited. I'm like, I'm going to have a fucking smoothie in Air One. Cannot wait to go into Air One and have my own smoothie. And I get on the call with, with the guy and he goes, what? He goes, he goes, he goes, hey, good to meet you. What are we doing? I go. Hello, good to meet you too. Uh, I I had to get right to the chase. I'm like, I want to make a smoothie. He goes, we're not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I go, go, well, I guess, I guess. And then we had, my instinct was say, okay, goodbye, sir. But you had to be polite and we still had to talk and kick the tires around a little bit after that. But he basically was like, we're not doing that. And then he kind of backed up. He's like, well, even if we were going to do it, the whole next year is booked. And C, uh, we only do this with artists. And so I just was like, he categorically shut me down and I was like, I have nowhere to go from this. Um, so I just kind of was like, okay, well, you know, here's, and I said, here's what I do. And uh, here's what our company does. He goes, well, you know, uh, if you want to do it, it's going to take this, this and this. And I go, okay, well, you know, we've, we've done a couple deals in our time. I think we can handle it. I just let him know who we were. And I was like, you know, check us out. And if something, if something crosses your mind and you want to, you need us for something, you need us to come in there and do our own, uh, bag of of jacob ditel branded fucking uh task force nuts we can do that or you know whatever you want to get in there like listen i lean i lean on air one because they do things they set things up and i'm not salty i'm not i don't care i still love and endorse them yeah they're wildly overpriced but the product's really good and i gotta tell you there's things that i need there like there's these chicken breasts there's the the prepackaged chicken breasts already cooked and the prepackaged turkey burgers that's just protein pow- protein packets for me. I grab stacks of those. I'm on the run. Boom, boom, boom. Get that shit. Do you in shop me. at Air One? Yeah, I buy food there all the time. I'm crazy. You're, you're fucking selling too many t-shirts. What do you do there? I just go for the hot bar and smoothies. You never buy groceries? Nah, you're missing out. I'm not. I'm not rolling like that. Well, yeah, you are. So yeah. I'm gonna text Vito. Yeah. Say hey, thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Because I guess he took it because I asked, but yeah. also like he fucked up. Yeah, he did. Big time. Like. It's great that they got the hottest smoothies in town. You guys just ran Stussy that sold out in less than a minute. You got Nike coming. You got other shit coming that we're not going to get into. Yeah. Because let's leave it as a surprise. Like, you know, you guys are not a slouch. There is a Nike coming. I don't know when. This is dropping next week. Let me look at my calendar. I mean, I'm not supposed to say anything because we're going to officially release this. But I think by the time we officially release this, this will not. Wait, when is this coming out? Next Thursday? Okay. By the time by the time this drops in Thursday, we will have announced that we are going to be dropping our born and raised sb uh if it does come out if i might have to bleep this but i think the news will be out by then but we will be dropping it we will be dropping it by the 28th um 
That's the date. And uh, it's crazy. We're going to go fucking Fuck hammer. Yeah, it. it is. I'm shooting. I'm cutting the commercial right now. Cat's over there pulling strings of performances because I have to swap out some people's lines. Um, I'm going to show you the rough cut. Sick. If I show something to someone, if I show something to someone too early, I can tell by their face that it's terrible, and like, and I gauge that. I I made the mistake of showing the office of a very first cut, and it was like crickets, and I was like, oh my god. And I, I just like, I'm like, what did I do? What did I, I, wait a minute, I forgot. I never show the first cut. I would never show anyone the first cut of anything. But I I was like, I'm trying new things in here. I was like, maybe I'll go show it to him, and it was a complete mistake. So you learned. I'll show you this cut because it's good and it's ready to go. And I think you're going to like it. But Sick. maybe not. Maybe he hates it. Maybe he hates fine, beautiful, moving cinema. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? I mean, Anyways, I, didn't, I didn't like the Levi's campaign. That's a fucking bold-faced lie. Of course it is. It was amazing. It was great. Was it was one of the most heartfelt, best things you guys have ever done. Thank you, man. We really, like, we really put our foot in that one. I mean, it shows. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, so, yeah, Jacob, Jacob uh, you want to talk more about why... Why did the training day Rolex wearing fucking biker task force come to get you and take your nuts away and ship you off into a goddamn fucking steel cube? Sure, sure. Uh, I'll I'll jump in. Hit me if you want me to expound on anything. Sure. Hopefully this can be helpful to kids listening. Don't do that shit. Um, grew up very low middle class. Realized that I wanted to fix that. Um, after my mom passed away. Moved down here, ended up going to a really nice high school, Chaminade, if anybody's familiar, in West Hills. It was kind of like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but a little bit more sinister. Um, <laughs> and there's kids around me that are driving Hummers. And I was like, I want to drive a Hummer. Yeah. So I started selling weed. Um, I've never smoked a joint in my life. He's I one drink, of those guys. I know your type. I drink socially. Yeah. yeah. Um, fine tequila. I do accept gifts. And I got into moving weed. And then I put myself into business school in Seattle, Washington at UW Foster School of Business. And I quickly found out the price disparity in uh, British Columbia. Because weed's legal now. This did not used to be the case. There used to be cross-border traffic. It used to be a very different animal. So I started going to Canada and Vancouver and bringing down, you know, pounds and, and building that. And, you know, 10 packs turned into 100 packs, turned into a couple hundred packs, turned into... Uh, my main buddy up there who was part of an organized group saying, I'll just ship you down there and you don't have to come up and get it. And I'd make less money, but I'd have less risk and it wouldn't all be on me. So I basically started just working on LA as opposed to going back and forth. I mean, I had a couple boats. I had different vehicles. Like in my early 20s, it was, uh, I was doing a lot of moving myself. And maybe after a few months of this, because, you know, I'm cashing out M's like I'm getting tons a month. It's going to Texas, it's going to the East coast. It's a, uh... and what's the dream? Like for anyone that's in that game, like there's always like this exit dream. Right. But I think it, the more money you make, the further away that dream gets. Right. Cause it's like, well, I can do, I can five, I can eight X, I can 12 X. I mean, at least for me and my nature, it definitely was. And I would imagine with a lot of other people, I mean, I remember when I first started, I said, fuck, I make a hundred thousand dollars. I'm good. You make, you make, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You make a hundred thousand dollars and buy a watch. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're just getting started. Yeah. yeah. You get to a mill, you see five mil, you get to five, you see 10, you get to 10. You're like, oh, I can probably turn this into 40 or 50. Yeah. So after some time of doing that, my partner said, hey, do you know where all this money goes from? Because I'm cashing out and I'm dropping off money or having money dropped off to somebody I've never seen again. And I'm just getting more, you know, more packs sent down. 
and ended up going and ended up being the conversation that those then get turned into bricks. Um, and I said, yeah, I don't fuck with that. And then he explained the math to me and I said, oh, okay, maybe I fuck with that. Right. So then things changed and I ended up starting to work out in Mexico, um, primarily Sinaloa in that area. Right. And things were going good. Um, seven houses in Seattle, <laughs> two boats, had a car dealership uh, when I was 24. That's okay. That right there. Hold on. Let's just stop. 